Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. We are still under a stay-at-home order, so the CDC has politely asked us to stay home and masturbate. Not just the CDC, several state agencies have put out requests for people to be more cautious with their sexual activity right now. A lot of people are not staying at home currently with a partner, so that has had some effects on people's buying habits. And of course, specifically what I'm talking about is sex toys. Vibrators, dildos, sex toys, all the things are flying off the shelves. I read an article that talked about the company that owns the Womanizer has reported that from the first of the year through early March, their sales were 50% over what their projections were expected to be. In Italy, who had experienced lockdown long before the United States, they saw a 60% increase in sales over their predictions for toys in that country. And for all toy sales in the United States, they're trending around 60% above their forecasts as well. I don't really know anybody at any of the big toy manufacturers, but I do know a pure romance consultant. So I had my friend and neighbor Kelly Jackson on again. This is her second appearance on Keep Them Coming, and we talked about what she has seen during this lockdown. We also talked about mutual masturbation, some of the health benefits of masturbation, as well as how to introduce toys into the bedroom, especially if your partner's not quite so keen on having a toy during intimate times. And we had a moment in our feels where we talked about what we hope to see as far as some cultural shifts after COVID. So how are you all holding up through self-isolation? I mean, I saw you on a dog walk one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then walked out into the street so that we didn't pass. For the, those that are listening, I got into the street and moved away. We were more than six feet apart. I did not pet the puppies as much as I wanted to. I know. I, like, I, I am always, I'm not a big hugger naturally, but I'm always inclined to hug people that I see because so many other people are huggers. And I... Typically, we'll start that by saying, oh, I'm going to hug you now in order to gear myself up for it. Um, But I 100% held myself back from that. Like, oh, wait, we cannot do that right now. (laughs) I know. I know. My last public hug was I ran into a friend of mine like two and a half weeks ago at the UPS store and hugged him. And he was like, oh, shit, are we supposed to be doing that? I was like, ooh, sorry, I forgot. It's just automatic because every time I see him at the LGBT chamber, it's just like, hi, how are you? Hug, kiss my cheek, how's life? Right. And yeah, I had to break myself of that. Although I'm not seeing anybody. So <laughs> the only person that I see right now, I do hug and kiss on. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we, I've, had, I've had several people order products that I, if I don't have it in stock, I'm just having them order on my website because it's taking forever to you know, for things to ship because UPS is so overloaded and the USPS is so overloaded. So things are taking a little longer. But if I do have it in stock, I am 
leaving it on the little table on my front porch and saying, okay, come pick it up and I will have a nice conversation with you through my glass storm door. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and of course, that's why I had you on today because, you know, I was thinking about all the things that are going to change for people. What are we going to stop doing? But what are we going to do more of? And yeah. of course masturbation. I mean, that's what the government's telling us to do for God's sakes is stop having right? sex with randos, go home and jerk off. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's why I was like, I know somebody that I can talk to about this. So <laughs> for those of you that haven't listened to uh, our previous episode, Kelly was on Grown Up Sex Ed. You can check that episode out because that's all of her her social media handles, so then she's easy to find. You can't say, like, how do I get a hold of Kelly? Literally, her episode is her social handle, Grown Up Sex Ed. But Kelly is a pure romance consultant and yep. has been in the sex toy trade for the better part of a decade. So she has seen some things. You've been through a previous recession. Yep. Yep. No, I actually so... started my business right, like, right as that was kind of beginning. So that's, mm -hmm. that's where my foundations came from. <laughs> and you know what the, the business I was in when I wrote out the 2008, 2009, even into 2010 um, economy, I was working for a weight loss company. Yeah. And you know, both of these companies, people might think, oh, well, obviously everyone's going to lose business right now. The economy is going to hurt everything. I'm sorry to say it does not hurt weight loss, beauty, or dildos. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's only been a few weeks into this self-isolation period, but tell me a little bit about what you're seeing right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know any consultants who are still doing in-home parties, which is the you know primary foundation of, of how our businesses operate. Um, right. So, I mean, that's not, that's not safe <laughs> pretty much anywhere. I'm, I'm sure there are people who are doing it maybe for like select I don't know, select people, but I, I don't know any who are. Um, everyone has taken to doing online parties with Zoom and using their client Facebook groups and other methods of social contact, social media contact with, with their clientele to make sure that number one, they know that we care about them and their health and safety. And so we're not doing in-home parties, you know, but also to make sure that they know that we are still open for business because our warehouse was deemed essential by the Ohio governor. Our, our warehouse is in Ohio. That's where our company is founded and, and based. So to make sure that they know that we're still open and they can ask us questions, they can ask for good recommendations and they can order either through us or through our websites. And there has been a pretty big uptick in sales. Um, there are several items that are currently on back order for the next few days that are not normally because people are just buying them when mm -hmm. they may not otherwise think to do so. <laughs> I mean, when you see uh, something come out from the government that says, please stop eating ass and go home and masturbate, it's, you know, yeah. people are just listening to what, what they're telling them to do to stay healthy. <laughs> Right, exactly. And I support this. <laughs> I support it as well. Absolutely. You know, masturbation, I think we both shared this article about how masturbation is actually really good for your health. Yeah. It helps boost your, what was it? It boosts boost your white blood cell count to help boost your immunity huh? and fight things off. 
Um, I, I've yeah. said for a long time and probably on a couple podcast episodes, and I know I've said it to clients that an orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. 100%. 100%. And I think that, um, I think that too few people on a you know regular daily basis really think about that and how masturbation and orgasms is actually beneficial for your immune system. And yeah, it's a good way to pass the time. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's pleasurable and enjoyable, but it's actually really good for you. <laughs> yes, it is. And, you know, back that point of passing time. Yes, a lot of us are just single and we're going to masturbate on our own, but uh, mutual masturbation through all of these ways of connecting. Now, I wouldn't say do it through Zoom because apparently Zoom has been getting hacked a lot lately. Oh, yikes. <laughs> and if you're going to be on house party, make sure that you lock the chat so that nobody else can come in. But yeah, I've been thinking too about all the people who are masturbating with their partners from afar. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's always been a really good way to connect. But I think that, I think that with what we are going through right now, it's probably going to see a pretty big uptick and it's going to perhaps change the way, um, people who are in either long distance relationships or traveling, you know, or whatever, consider how they can stay connected. And I think that's beautiful. I mean, there's a lot of fucked up shitty stuff that is happening with this global pandemic, but I think there are going to be some really beautiful things that come out of it. And the fact that we have the technology that we do to stay connected, I think that we can really, really utilize that to build intimacy. And I don't think that's necessarily going to go away. I agree. I think that I was actually talking about this with a client this morning. I've switched to all virtual sessions, no in-person yeah. coaching sessions, is that Anytime that there's a big event or a trauma in someone's life that people often default to this mindset of they want to be back to where they were before it all happened. And that's just not possible. And that's not how it works, right? right. It's not about going backwards to a time and place before these things ever happen because you are changed by whatever this event or this trauma is. And this is collective trauma that we're experiencing right now in many ways. Absolutely. And I think we're going to have to keep in mind that at the end of this, this is not going to be about going back to same old, same old. This is about what are we going to do to create a new norm and to stay connected to people in a different way and, and change our world after all this is done. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there are some really good things that we don't even, we don't even have the capacity to envision right now because we're still in it. Yes. You know, and we're kind of still in the beginning stages of it too. So as this continues and as the cultural changes continue and grow and, you know, who knows what the future holds with, we have to do this, if we have to do it again in months, if we have to do it again in a year. But I think that there are going to be some really interesting things that come out of it that will create positive change for our culture at large, our global community at large, and also for individual relationships and friendships and collective relationships and things that, um, that we can't even see yet. Okay. So an uptick in sales you mentioned as well. So you said too, that some products are in back order. So are those some of the more expensive products? Is it lube? Is it like, what's, what is it that people are really going for right now? Um, the body products are actually like the, <clears throat> our moisturizing, pheromone enhancing body oil 
is not a product that is ever on back order and it's currently on back order until I think Tuesday. So just a few days, but, um, and some of the toys are back ordered that typically aren't. And again, it's just a few days because, you know, manufacturing is slower and shipping is slower and everything. But Mm -hmm. what that means is that the sales are higher than what they generally are. Um, because our warehouse Mm -hmm. is really good about keeping back orders low and there are only, a couple of times a year when they have to kind of stockpile a little bit in order to safeguard against back orders. And Chinese New Year is one of them because some of our, like the bottles for our shaving cream come from China. And so they mm-hmm. add a little bit to the warehouse to kind of safeguard against that when, when the, the country is celebrating for a month. Um, so <laughs> that's, you know, it's it's a really interesting mix of items that are that are, are really popular right now. I mean, lubricants, definitely, definitely popular. I've had several people contact me and say, okay, I didn't realize I was running low on lube, but, or some of the enhancement products. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't realize I was mm-hmm. running low on this. Now I'm using it more than normal, so. <laughs> right, yes, that's what I was thinking about because I did see a report that there is a shortage in condoms. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'll admit I bought a box of condoms before this got started. Yeah, I mean, that's the and smart thing it, to do that I had not seen that. That's so interesting. Also, I mean, great if you're quarantined with somebody and you don't want any risks involved or whatever. That's it's great that you're protecting yourself, but mm-hmm. I did not realize they were there was a shortage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I I figured if there was a shortage in condoms that there would probably also be a run on like lube and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, not shocked at that. The body products, I like hearing that because I mean, that's something I've been talking about with my clients is self-care. Mm-hmm. Just like radical self-care right now that if you want to create, if you want to be working, you want to be doing things right now, awesome. But if you're also just feeling the need to take a bath and then you know, put lotion or body oil on and just relax and enjoy a cup of tea while you watch a rerun of your favorite show. Do that too. Yeah. I'm curious on the toys. What toys are kind of people going for right now? Um, I've had, I've had a lot of people really want bullets and couples rings. I think those are, um, those are pretty, pretty hot commodities. We also just released three new toys a couple of weeks ago, and one of them is a G-Spot toy that is has probably been my top seller of these of these three. And it offers sort of a thumping mechanism onto the G-Spot in addition to vibration. Um, is that the pink one? Nope, it's not. It's blue. Nope. The pink one's smaller. Okay. But, um, okay. Because let me tell you. That pink toy I bought from you, uh-huh. it took me a while. Okay, so I had it all figured out. Funny story for the listeners. I thought that I broke my toy or that it wasn't working. So I messaged Kelly and I'm like, I cannot figure this fucking thing out. <laughs> it has three buttons on it. Most toys don't have three buttons or they have like directions or arrows or something. Anyway, I swear to God, even as a Nintendo kid, I was like left, right, center, left, left, right, up, down. I could not figure this fucking <laughs> toy out the third time to get it going but i finally figured it out it but it has the two different 
settings, one for like the internal and then one for the, the clitoral stimulation because it is sort of that rabbit style. And holy fuck, <laughs> whatever that <laughs> tapping on the G-spot thing is, is incredible. Uh, yeah, we've got some pretty good technology in uh, in our product development team. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was unlike any... I still love my wand. I really do. And that wand that you sent me to try, I like it a lot. But that pink one with the yep, the, the G-spot tapping or thumping or whatever <laughs> is, ladies, you got to try it for real. Yeah, I, I have been I have been consistently impressed with the products that Pyromance puts out. And I, I didn't start with Pyromance. I started with a company called Passion Parties. And about a little over four years ago, Pyromance bought Passion Parties. So Obviously, like my rival team just bought me. I it was like a kick to the gut, and I was very skeptical of all of the Pure Romance products. I was like, absolutely mm -hmm. fucking not. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I have been consistently impressed and proven wrong time and time again because the technology that we have and the research that goes into every single product that Pure Romance puts out is just outrageous. Um, they usually have a two-year wait time before anything goes into the catalog because they've got the lineup of products kind of prepared for that, that length of time. And it gives them the opportunity to do a lot of thorough research and testing and make any shifts that are needed. Um, and they work with the Kinsey Institute a lot to make sure that the designs are well Mm -hmm. worth people having <laughs> good so yeah the kinsey institute if you're not familiar with that listeners that is out of indiana university alfred kinsey began that and it is a, a part of a university that's dedicated strictly to human sexuality and research um i love that they work with pure romance they also have a website um, that you can go to called omg yes that they were part of the research for that mm -hmm. Um, and learn all about masturbation. So it's a place to start if you're not quite ready for a toy. Absolutely. But, you know, toys can be part of that too. Uh, yeah, I just I love the Kinsey Institute. So yeah. Anyway. They're, yeah, they're fantastic. I recommend people to OMGS on a pretty regular basis. Um, I don't think I have a single female client that I haven't recommended it to. Yeah, it's a really, really good resource. Have you done their second season yet? I haven't. So they just released, uh, I want to say like five or six months ago, season two. OMGS, it's a one-time fee. It's not like a monthly subscription or anything. Um, and I just haven't bought the second season yet, so I need to. I could just be sitting at home during self-quarantine watching women masturbate in an educational way yeah. instead of a porn way. <laughs> Which is what I normally do when I watch women masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know if I want to get into porn watching at this point because that could be an all afternoon conversation. <laughs> Let's just stick to masturbation. So, okay. And, and again, we did touch base on how masturbation is so, so good for your health. Mm -hmm. Um. Let's just throw some stats out there about masturbation. Uh, research has found that adolescents 14 to 17 in the U.S., which is and it's about 74 percent of males and 48 percent of females masturbate. So that's like kids. So think about what we're doing to tell kids about like their bodies, you know, 
so like kids are the ones getting all the messaging about like you know don't touch things are bad sex is awful wait until you're blah 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 well older adults actually only roughly 63 percent of men and 32 percent of women between 57 and 64 masturbate so there's actually a drop Hmm. yeah hmm let's see here let's keep reading let's keep reading (laughs) <laughs> here's all the old things they used to tell us about masturbation that it would cause blindness hairy palms impotence later in life penis shrinkage penis curvature low sperm count infertility and mental illness what if thank god favorite, we got past that yeah one of my favorite um things that has been shared by like around the pure romance consultants is a super old, like probably 1920s, 1930s advertisement about, and I don't know if it was in a magazine or where it was, but it's about how women shouldn't masturbate and calls the clitoris the devil's doorbell. And so something about like, don't go ring the devil's doorbell and all of this stuff. And it cracks me up. Oh my gosh. The puritanical ideas about how one should not touch one's own body are just outrageous the devil's doorbell i love it (laughs) i need a t-shirt or there needs to be a band named the devil's doorbell for real did they have like a really cool animation along with this advertisement that like showed like a little demon about to ring your doorbell or something because if not i'm gonna make it and i'm gonna make (laughs) t-shirts And I'm going to give you one. <laughs> the devil's doorbell. Oh, my God. You know, what's funny is I talk about, I call ringing the doorbell uh, when I just, like, put my finger over someone's asshole and just kind of, like, move it around. I don't insert. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. just ring in the door. Just ring in the doorbell. Just seeing if you're home and if you're okay with this. <laughs> ah, I love that. I love that. Well, if you've ever seen my nails, there's no... Uh, I should not be inserting things into people's holes. <laughs> I look like a very, very bad bisexual girl right now because all my nails are long. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so back to masturbation. So, yeah, some of the health benefits. And this this is from a, a, a medical article that I'm just pulling up here real quick from this year. Uh, there's lots of studies out there about it, but it does reduce stress. It releases tension and improves your sleep. Uh, it can elevate your mood. One of my favorite things to use it for is relieving menstrual cramps Absolutely. and pain. Um, but it also improves your sex and boosts your immunity. Yeah. So, folks, if you are not consistently masturbating, uh, now's the time. We just want you to be now healthy. <laughs> Give your immune system a boost. It needs all the help it can get against mm-hmm. a globally transmitted virus. <laughs> yes. So back to the beginning, which what we talked about is, you know, your your business model is changing. My business model is changing. We are doing the social isolation thing, which makes us go to virtual and online. So how are you? I mean, you've got your client base. That's awesome. But one of the biggest things that you know, you and any other entrepreneur has to do is keep finding new people. So how are you working right now to kind of keep that hopper full 
and, and keep getting you in front of new people. I am still doing that. It's just not in home. So I've actually got, I've got a party tomorrow afternoon and we're doing it via Zoom. For all of the parties that I do, I set up a Facebook event and I allow the hostess to just take control of that. So just um, clarification, I am not the hostess. I am the consultant. The hostess is the person who invites the friends. So she's invited her friends and I have posted a little bit more in that event than what I do for a traditional in-home party. Um, and, you know, I asked who is a party virgin and who is a repeat offender. And there were over half, <sighs> over half of the people who responded are complete party virgins. So that's new people. Yeah. Yay! And we'll be on Zoom together tomorrow afternoon. Um, and I'm doing the same thing for the rest of my parties that I have throughout April. They have their Facebook events set up and... I'll communicate with them a little bit more than what I would for a traditional in-home party. Um, that way it kind of, since it's not quote unquote normal life and since it's not a normal mm -hmm. face or a normal in-home party, um, I want to make sure that, you know, the Facebook algorithm doesn't get completely, the party doesn't get completely dampened and, um, the information still continues to pop up in their notifications and all of those good things with how social media works. <laughs> but, you know, people are still inviting their friends and people are also still inviting their friends to my Facebook group. And in there, I am staying connected with my clients at a, a little bit of a heightened level. I'm going live in there every single day to talk about a different product. I always go live on Sunday mornings to talk about whatever topic. And so every day I'm going live in there and encouraging them to comment and interact and stuff so that they have some sort of a connection to me, who is not giving them information about the coronavirus, who is not freaking out mm -hmm. about social isolation and whatever else they're seeing on social media. So it gives them a little bit of an escape for that. That's what I tried to be as well. I haven't tried to address it as much. I mean, I see a lot of people out there who are just... On my personal page, that's one thing, but on my company yeah. stuff, I'm not trying to scare people. I'm not trying to fuel their fears, but I'm also not trying to make people feel like I'm trying to capitalize off of this right. time. Um, because for some people, that's a fine yeah. line, you know, of, hey, what I do can help people right now versus you're just trying to make a book off of people while the world is going to shit. And I'm like, eh, eh you probably already have a negative perspective anyway. So I'm kind of trying to push those folks off yeah, to the side. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think that right now is such a great time for people to start taking a hard look at their sexuality and pleasure and intimacy and what they enjoy. And especially for women to really get into the driver's seat for their, their self-love practices. Absolutely. And regardless of whether you are self-isolating or quarantining or whatever alone or with other humans in your home, um, exploring your own body. This is a great time for that because you're not out doing other things. <laughs> right. You've got morning, noon and night to masturbate. I, Oh, I love this story. I had a client one time. I helped her create a masturbation plan. And a couple weeks later, she still hadn't done anything. So I, I started asking those probing questions, trying to find out like, okay, what's stopping her? And she said, well, at night, you know, the kids are home. I'm sleeping, you know, where they could see me if they walked in, blah, blah, blah. I was like, uh, don't you work from home? 
She's like, yeah. I go, you've got all day long. You could masturbate first thing in the morning after they go to school or at lunchtime or right before they're about to come home from school. You do not have to reserve masturbation for nighttime right before bed. And she was like, oh, shit. I never thought about that. Isn't that that so interesting? I find it fascinating the parameters that people put around sex and sexuality that have no basis in reality. It's just like somehow you develop this habit or somebody told you that this is how it's supposed to happen. And then you forget that everything else is an option. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Exactly. Whether it's position or timing or where you do it. You know, some couples get stuck. Oh, bedroom. That's the only place they have sex. Like, when was the last time you had sex outside of your bedroom or outside of a bed? Uh, When was the last time you masturbated without just lying on your back? You know, tried a different position or tried a different toy or did it on the couch instead. Yeah. I love helping people shake things up and get out of those routines and just recognize that, oh, oh, there's options. And that's so important. And it's so, it's so funny to me how people just kind of forget that, (laughs) but a a very simple little Mm -hmm. nudge in, in the direction of tiny change can be so helpful and so enlightening. and. I love that, that it it can be so simple. It can be so simple. Yes. I love when I'm like, so could I make a suggestion or have you ever considered this? And then their eyes get wide and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see that look when they're like, oh, I had not thought about that. Yeah. Like, well, that's why you pay me. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute, so stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. There's definitely some people out there who have stigma against using a toy with partnered play. What are some of the things that you've heard through the years from parties about, I don't know if I can bring a toy home. He might not want to use it with me or I'll have to hide it, all those things. Yeah, well, and it's not even necessarily exclusively heterosexual women either who say that. Um, There are some some lesbians who have a stigma against toys as well. Um, Mm. And I think I think the entire idea is that toys are not quote unquote natural. And I'm making air quotes, but you can't see that. So you know, because it's not part of anyone's body, then that means it's invalid to incorporate into the bedroom. And the people who have those views also tend to have the same views of lubrication. And that if the vagina is not self-lubricating enough, then that means there's a problem. And all of that is incorrect. All of it's incorrect. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, I, I often compare vibrators to things like hair dryers and microwaves like it's not something that is necessarily designed to replace anyone or anything else but it improves efficiency because there is a big difference between men and women with a sexual response cycle in terms of how bodies work and for women it just takes a little longer but with a vibrator it cuts that time down so much Absolutely. you wouldn't yell at somebody for using a hair dryer to dry their hair instead of the natural air <sighs> and you wouldn't like everybody uses their microwave and not 
an open flame to cook <laughs> food, you know? So, I love that analogy. <laughs> Thank you for that, Kelly. Because it's so true. Yeah, it is no problem. It is so true. <laughs> I find it interesting that you, I've also found that same thing, that people who are adamantly anti-toy are usually adamantly anti-lube. And it, take, it yeah. takes some work to get people to understand that both, both are necessary. Toys aren't necessary, but masturbation is definitely necessary. And as you mentioned with the sexual response cycle, so what Kelly's talking about there is that there is a difference between how long it takes men generally from state of arousal to orgasm. Uh, it takes them less time than it does women to get from arousal to orgasm. So a vibrator again is just going to shorten that time. How many women out there have experienced the like, oh, my partner got his and now he's tired. He's kind of done. Well, a toy at the beginning with yeah. foreplay or even during intercourse can cut that time down to where either she comes first, which I'm a big proponent of, or you come together. Same. You come together. Yeah. I'm a big fan of making sure yeah, that the one, that one partner usually... I mean, it's different when it's in, in female partner situations because women can usually orgasm over and over and over again. Generally, for a lot right. of men, once they've had an orgasm, you know, they have that dip, they have that refractory period, they might be done for the night. <laughs> um, but yeah, in a, mm -hmm. a heterosexual partner situation, I definitely recommend the woman having a few orgasms before he has his. And so how are, yeah, how exactly. are you? I mean, you're, you're approaching it from like the, you wouldn't fault someone for having a toy, but tell me, have some of your people come back afterwards and shared what it was like to talk to their partner about introducing toys in the bedroom and how that went? Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know, for some it's a, it's a longer conversation and it kind of just depends on where both partners are coming from and how the, how the conversation is broached. Um, I generally recommend that if you're going to introduce a toy into the bedroom and your partner is uncomfortable with the idea, that you actually start with something like an arousal cream or a lubricant or a piece of lingerie or something that's not going to create that discomfort um, because you want to kind of ease the person into the idea of introducing anything else into the bedroom. And if you can do so with an object that you're wearing or an object that is a bottle of something you apply to your own body or something, then that can be a way to open, open the door yes. to that conversation. <laughs> um, but if you are, you know, bringing a toy home, um, something small and sort of innocuous is my best recommendation, not something that's large, not something that is necessarily designed for insertion. Um, a small bullet mm -hmm. is a great idea. And a couple's ring can also be a great idea. If, if your partner has a penis and they're comfortable with putting something around the penis, then that can be a lovely way for you to both experience the, the pleasure and, um, you know, the different sensations that that toy can provide good suggestions very good suggestions you know a question kind of just came to mind a, a minute ago when you were talking about that sometimes 
it's not just heterosexual couples that struggle with bringing a toy into the bedroom. It can also be lesbian couples um, or gay male couples. But something I thought about with lesbian couples is not every female is down with penetration, especially from something that's Mm -hmm. phallic, but some do enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. myself, not being a lesbian, not having been around lesbian culture, what are some of the conversations like around things like strap-ons? Because that is a strap-on is to me, and this is maybe just me, is a kind of a different form of penetration than say, just using like a handheld toy because it is more of the like, Mm -hmm. It's just that it's to me, I think it's different. Do you think it's different? And what are some of those conversations kind of like? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a different a different experience and it's a different um, method of physical. I kind of feel like it's a different power dynamic. If, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, if one person is wearing the strap on, then they are, you know, the penetrator. So it's a it's a more um, masculine position and definitely more of a position of power. Although not necessarily everybody takes it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that something that has been really popular in my personal sales um, amongst my, well, my lesbian women, as well as my heterosexual women who engage in pegging um, is a strapless strap on, which is sort of a uh, kind of like an L shaped kind of device mm-hmm. that's that's flexible at the hinge mm-hmm. and the smaller portion is inserted into the wearer mm-hmm. and it's a little bit bulbous so it kind of hooks behind the pubic mm-hmm. bone and that allows for both partners to have penetration now not every not every person with a vagina prefers penetration and that's you know that's fine but um if you are using a strapless strap on it does kind of take that power dynamic down a little mm-hmm. bit um and it allows for complete clitoral um, touching, like stimulation mm, mm-hmm, up against clitoris mm-hmm. because there's not the fabric in between. Yeah. So some really prefer that as as a way to have a sexual connection with their partner that involves penetration, leaving both hands free without the actual like traditional strap on style. Lovely. I may have to order one of those. Uh, my it's last a, it's a really nice product yeah my last experience with pegging one of my biggest issues was the strap it was um kind of cheap mm-hmm. quality it just it cut in it left like slight burns on me and it just yeah it wasn't oh, it just it was like a cheap nylon rope like material it just wasn't good it just wasn't good uh and i had yeah. thought about that like there's got to be other options out there and I worried about the L-shaped ones because I wondered if I had a strong enough vagina, <laughs> like if my pelvic floor is strong enough to keep it in while I'm fucking somebody. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I've not had, I've not had a lot of feedback that it doesn't work. I've had a lot of feedback that it's really great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I know what I'm going to be ordering at my next party, or just next week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might have one in stock. I'll have to check. Ooh. I could just like go hang it on your door. I know, right? So Kelly's also my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So what do you think is kind of coming for the next few months? I mean, we're, we're in a situation right now, but what do you hope that people really learn about themselves and their sexuality during this time? I hope that people are able to utilize the time for the full range of self-care. Um, and that includes exploring their own bodies in a variety of new ways, you know, whether that be with manual stimulation or with toys or with, you know, your shower head or whatever. But I hope that people are able to explore themselves um, with what feels good and what feels pleasurable and just in general, what feels like love. Because right now we all need, we all need a little more yes. love <laughs> with heightened anxieties and heightened tensions and stuff. Anything that can, that can feel loving that we can offer to ourselves, I think is just going to be priceless. And that's really what's going to help us get through this. I could not agree more. I'm with you on that. Totally. Well, I appreciate you coming back on the show. It's been such a pleasure yeah, as always. And, you know, I wish, <laughs> I wish you the absolute best right now. You know, time, times are weird. Times are, we're just trying to figure things out day by day. Um, but I'm glad you are out yeah. there in the world, helping people with their sexual health. And I am glad that you are as well. I think that this podcast is a phenomenal resource for people to have. And, obviously your services as well. I'm actually, I have your business card as the front, like in my stack of reference business cards on my desk. I'm looking oh, at it right now. So. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I also, you are the first person I send people to. I'm like, you've got two options. Well, three options really. Uh, really it's two because I say you can shop online or you can shop in person. Which do you want to do? And if they say online, I'm like, great. Yeah. Here's her website in person. I'm like, great. Here's her card. I mean, Cirilla's is one thing and there's plenty of other toy stores that people can go to, but not right now, obviously. Um, right. So, and yes, there's lots of websites that you can order toys from. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not just doing this to like be an ad for, for pure romance. I do like their products. And I use their products, but it's also, there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of shame or they're intimidated, yeah. or they just don't know where to start, especially if they've never had a toy before. And it's one thing to walk up to the manager of a store and say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's another thing to have someone who you can ask questions about sexual intimacy and feel heard and understood and know it's confidential. You're not asking it in front of a room full of people, potentially. So it's just a different experience. Right. And I think that it's a good fit for a lot of people who are needing more of that, that personal care, that personal touch and just support while they go through figuring it out. Because to me, like, yeah, sex toy, some people see it as just a sex toy. I, you and I don't, we see this as part of people's like sexual right. health and well being. Yes. Yeah. So you wouldn't just go buy a car by just doing the research. You probably want to go talk to somebody and drive it and do that stuff. Well, pure romance is kind of your, your best bet for that. So <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yes, thank Talk you. Talk to you soon. Enjoy the rest you of your day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the Dirty Bird if you want more content about sex and relationships. You can support said content, like my work with this podcast and other forms of media, by visiting listener support with Anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.